going on, guys? Welcome back to Pure Evil on May. I'm your host, as always, Evil Eddie, and I freaking missed you guys. I'm trying not to swear on the podcast like you guys have been telling me. I need to work on a little bit more. And I know what some of you guys are going through when you're in the car with your grandmother or you got your kids in the car. You don't want to hear Evil Eddie swearing, so I'm doing you that favor right now. I'm going to try to keep it calm, cool, and collected. Or that I find myself using a little bit too much lately. But I'm 29, going to be 30. <sighs> guys, I'm going to be 30 in uh, two weeks. A little, uh, little shaken up, but let's jump right into some MMA news. It's been a minute since I've been here. You guys heard me do the Gloves Off podcast. You heard me do an interview earlier this week, and I've been missing the rundown some MMA news. So we got a loaded show. This week, one of our writers, Mike Lynch, went out to PFL in Long Island. Fortunately, I couldn't make it. I was feeling a little under the weather. He went out there. He did the live updates for all of us. 2019. PFL season two, an amazing show. He's going to be checking in in just a little bit. Let us know how that went for him because he's never really been to a big show. And, you know, you guys that have been listening to Pure Evil MMA for a while now have watched some of my vlogs when I go to New York, uh, go to Madison Square Garden, even some of these, you know, Cage Titans, CES, which reminds me CES going down this weekend. John Gotti the third going to be fighting. Uh, Double MB, Marissa Messi Belchier is going to be fighting. I always mess her name up. She was about two minutes down the road for me. Still can't get her name right, so I call her Double MB. Entire card is stacked, and it's going to be really exciting right here in Hartford, Connecticut. All my boys are going to be there. We got Damien and Chicky, who I've been working with a lot lately. If you guys have been following me on Instagram, and before we jump in the show, you see the tags right up above. Follow me on Instagram, because I know a lot of you. I feel like the Scarecrow and Wizard of Oz. For those of you guys listening to uh, the audio podcast, you're like, well, what, what, what is this guy talking about? Follow me on Instagram at PureEvilMMA underscore. That's P-U-R-E-E-V-I-L-M-M-A underscore for the third graders out there. And also on Twitter at Evil under dash Echo. That's E-V-I-L underscore E-C-C-O. Almost at 5,000 followers on there. Guys, subscribe down below. It's the same thing every time. Subscribe down below here on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Periscope. Unfortunately, our last Periscope account got a... Uh, you know how it is. There's some jerk faces out there. I try hooking you guys up, show you a little BKFC action with our girl Misfit, who actually got the win, and uh, there's been a lot of action with BKFC that we can talk about just a little bit later on in today's show, so let me run down what we're going to be talking about. So, let me pull you in over here. Well, you guys can see it on there. This weekend, guys, go last weekend. Well, happy Memorial Day to everybody. Happy Memorial Day. Maybe you are sitting outside right now having some burgers. Maybe you're, you're listening to this in the car the day after, hungover. Feel your pain. Feel your pain. That's why we start the day off right here. That's why we gotta start the day off right and get you guys excited for the week ahead, which means there's no UFC this weekend. There were some great events that went down, but this weekend, Alexander Gustin versus Ryan Hart Smith. And guess who we have on this week for a special guest who's gonna be returning? One of my favorite fighters. Can you take a guess? I'll give you a hint. He fought Kimbo Slice. Let me give you a hint. He had one of the quickest knockouts in UFC history. Houston Alexander is going to be joining us once again here on Pure Evil MMA because he actually trained alongside Anthony Lionheart Smith for quite some time now. And, and, and Lionheart Smith has been doing the damn thing for years and years and years. It's nice to see him finally functioning, finally on the rise, getting appreciation. But he has a test ahead of him. And both these guys coming off losses to John Jones. You know, I think a big issue in the fight with Anthony Smith against John Jones was not feeling comfortable, not feeling confident, not not feeling like himself and even admitted it. He was like, there's nothing that special about John Jones besides it's John Jones. Like, 
there, there's a whole mentality that goes along with it. And we say, Anthony Leonard Smith, man, I still gave him credit that night. He, there was no stop. There was no stopping the guy. He just put the shades down and said, let's go. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call it quits. You got to kill me. You literally have to kill me. So a couple of losses here and there for Anthony Smith. People are still loving him. They know what he brings. He's getting better. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the champion uh, very soon. But both these guys coming off the loss to John Jones, uh, they're, they're fighting for a lot here. They're fighting for, imagine, imagine being in the position where you get to the title shot and you lose. And I was like, all right, I got to get back on my feet. You're going to fight the guy who just lost to the guy. You guys both just lost. This is a perfect matchup. The matchmaking this year has been amazing. Some of the fights that we've seen this year have been phenomenal. Phenomenal. Let's look at some of the other uh, cards that we missed recently with Rose Namajunas not too long ago. There she is. Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade. Anderson Silva going in there. Josie. I mean, not the night that you want if you are an old school fan. When you know, It's hard to see these guys taken out. Anderson Silva, you know, I've heard what you guys have been saying about it, but still always going to be one of my favorite fighters no matter what. Josie Aldo, she's still, what, 32 years old? He got four losses on three three losses on his record. Still one of the best to ever do it. Rose Namajunas, what she's been able to go through in the past couple of years, all the people that have been doubting her her entire life. People have doubted Rose Namajunas her entire life. Imagine having anxiety and have to go in there and sit in the octagon. People booing you. People telling you you'll never amount to anything. And then you take on a girl called the Boogie Woman who looks at you dead in the eyes and goes, you don't have what it takes to ever be a champion. Goes in there and beats her not once. To the people out there, I thought it was a fluke. Beat her twice. Now, here's another thing that was really weird. Jessica Andrade, I mean, unstoppable force that she is. Sad to see Rose lose. Sad to see her lose the way that she did. And, and let's let's be real, guys. Rose was kicking her ass throughout the entire fight. Jessica Andrade, she found the right weight class. She's got the power, but she does have a loss to Yawanda Young Jajak. Now, a lot of people are out there asking, before we move on with the show, because I know this is kind of old news for a lot of people, but I wasn't able to really do a recap on it, besides on Gloves Off with James McSweeney. Uh, what was I just You know, Rose Damajunez was granted a rematch by Jessica Andrade, which was really nice of her. More news, Yoanna young apparently is not next to fight Jessica Andrade, which I thought was kind of weird. I mean, Yoanna young already has a win. De de demolished, demolished Jessica Andrade. Just, there, there, it wasn't even a fight. It wasn't even a fight. I want to see that rematch. And if you are Yoanna young how are you not, oh man, how do you not want that rematch? How do you not want it? So what, what did you guys think about that? Let me know on Twitter, evil under dash echo, or on Instagram, or just leave right down here in the comments, right here on YouTube or wherever. But all right, guys, let's move forward with today's show. I will really want to get in uh, Mike Lynch, because I know he's waiting by. We, we are going to be talking about Elias Theodore, our boy. Been on Pure Evil on May a handful of times. I'm going to get into that, because I, I just want to go off. I, I really just want to go off. I want to bite into the bit because I, I just don't think he deserves that you got people out there that are beating their wives people that are robbing taxis people are on the run right now and uh cowboy Oliveira, where, where's their pink slip why is elias theodore who's standing up for uh you stand up for anxiety you stand up for uh stop giving all these fighters pain medications and get them into addicted to uh opiates you can shamrock Ken Shamrock's on a methadone now. You know how sad that is? Educate yourself on how sad that is. Go look it up. 
Opiate addiction is terrifying. Five people this week died here in my city. Five people this week in opiate addiction. I, I, I still see friends on the side of the highway I went to high school with. Girls in the strip club down the road from me. Every other block. Every other block is a strip club and a girl I went to school with. It, it, it's, it's sad. Why are you giving these professional athletes pain medicines when they're clearly going, I don't want that. I'd rather just recover with uh, THC. It makes me feel a lot better. It helps my muscles relax. It's awesome seeing CBD go through. Uh, see, I'm, I'm already jumping too far into it. I'm already jumping, biting a bit. And I don't think Elias deserved that. Let me get... Let me get Lynch in here. Let me get Mike Lynch. I'm going to pull up our Discord page and let him know that we are ready for it. We are ready for you, Mike. All right, so let me go to the voice channel. Let's connect here. I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. It's like prom night, bro. I'm ready. It's time. 9-11. I've been waiting for this moment. It's prom night. I'm ready to go, man. Let's go. Let's see if I can hear him, though. Is my shit muted? Let's see if I can get him in here. So, because this is really cool, man. I mean, he's a guy that hasn't been to really any promotions this big, like PFL. And I've been doing this shit for five, uh, excuse the French. I got to get a little swear jar here. Five years I've been doing this. I've been covering events nonstop. One of my favorite things to do is meeting some of the listeners out there. Taking pictures with you guys, meeting the fighters. I just mentioned them. Let know I'm ready. Where are you, Mikey? Where are you, BBQ? And you know what? It's really cool being able to create a website. And if you guys aren't already following the website, pureevilmma.com, we got all the live updates for you. You guys can see down here, I got the Twitter feed going. You can find all the podcast episodes right here. Any headlines that have going on on Twitter, you don't got to search for them on Twitter. Go to pureevilmma.com. I got them all right here. And there's a lot going on. All right, I think, uh, I think Mike is in here. Let's see. I'm connected. Yeah, I don't know how to call on here, though. <laughs> all right. All right, let me tell him to just call my cell phone. All right, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been hearing you. All right. Oh, you heard me? You heard me when I was just in there before, a second ago? I heard you when you were like, hold on, let me look at the voice channel. And <laughs> I thought you couldn't hear me for a second. But all right, let's 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 jump into it. I just put you on the, uh, I pulled you onto my cell phone, so I got you up to the speaker all hooked up here. But let's jump right into things, bro. I mean, first off, welcome back on the show. And just to introduce you really quick to all the listeners out there, you are one of the people that work for us here on Pure Evil MMA, and you just went out to PFL. So, man, tell us tell us what the experience was like. Was it everything that uh that it was hyped up to me? I mean, tell tell us about your trip. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a little bit it was uh, a little undersold to me. It was probably it, that that felt like maybe the uh, like the top tier of uh, of MMA as far as like how they treated the media and how they did all that whole thing like i i said it uh on the when i did it on my youtube show that like uh it's not to knock island bikes or anything like that but these pfl guys are like crazy professional when it comes to the media they got the whole room set up in the back and uh they use that for like a buffet for all the media they give you drink uh they show like they literally show this down our seats and things like that yeah, man, it's it's crazy when you go from a local uh, a, a local promotion compared to going to PFL, which is actually on ESPN now. I was telling everybody you can watch it on uh, on NBC because it used to be on NBC. Like when I first went to World Series, it used to be called World Series of Fighting and Ray Sefo, uh and uh, Eric Silva. Uh, I just call him Mr. Silva. Run, run the damn thing. And they're still doing it to this day. I mean, Kevin Hart are people that are promoting uh, PFL to push it. 
into the big stage. Now it's on ESPN. I mean, big things are going on. That is the elite level. I mean, that's right there with Bellator. That's right there. It's it's probably even, I don't, I don't want to say it's better than Bellator, but by the way they go about treating the media members, the way the operations goes, they've been doing it for so long. It's so professional. Now, dude, going from a, a, a regional scene to that, it must have just been like zero to 100, night and day difference. I mean, you're surrounded by people working from ESPN. I mean, that, that must have been pretty cool, man. So I'm happy I was able to give you that. Now, what were some of the fights? Like, what were some of the best fights that you saw? What really stood out to you that night? Uh, dude, I would have to look to see how to pronounce this guy's name because I had a hard time all night pronouncing his name. Let me try to do it right now. Uh, the, the most impressive one was the best knockout in PFL history, they said. Uh, and his name was Movid Kaibulov. And he knocked out Damon Jackson, featherweight fight. That was crazy. We saw that on uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. That was all over the place the other night. Yeah. That was that was something special. The way he timed it and everything. Yeah, uh, featherweight knockout. Find me first round gets six PFL points. Now it's kind of weird going about the point system, but it's kind of new and refreshing uh, with all that. But the one thing that stands in the way is, you know, last year we saw guys going there that didn't really deserve a spot at the one million dollar contract but the way that things worked out they were able to get the uh the win and move forward i think who was it it was um uh lights out taylor it was lights out taylor that i believe was able to move forward because somebody got injured doomsday got injured or something like that but other than that man who else did uh st stood out to you that night So let's see, I got I got the uh, website, I got your results up here. Let's see how Chris Wade did. Chris Wade versus Nate Andrews at lightweight. Chris Wade wins via unanimous decision, 30-27, 29-28, 29-28, gets three PFL points. Yeah, man, fighting in the hometown, I believe Chris Wade is from that area. So, of course, all the pressure's there. It's nice to see him get a win. So that was that was the Colmean event, right? Yeah, and Lance Palmer uh, beat Alex Gilpin, you know, decision. He won every single round. I mean, it, it was a they were a battle of wrestlers there, and he just kind of just out wrestled them the entire time. Yeah, man, I actually got to meet Lance Palmer on New Year. It was really cool on on New Year's. I got to meet Lance Palmer, Joseph Benavidez. We were all just chilling outside, and I, I was about to smoke a cigarette. It was me, Kerry Steller, who I was trying to introduce you to, which we'll talk about that in a second. Kerry Steller and uh, Invicta FC's uh, Lindsey Van Zant. So we were all chilling out there. Dude, Lance Palmer, he's sitting there. I even got it on my Instagram. I'm like, Lance, man, how does it feel to finally get a million-dollar check? Like, after all these years, you got to realize these guys, these fighters out there, they don't get paid much money. Even the top-tier guys in the UFC, they may fight once a year, get 
you know, $300,000, which, you know, to an average person may seem like a lot, but a lot of people don't realize these guys are paying for their gym. They're paying for their nutritionist. They're paying for people to watch their kids. They're paying for traveling. Like there's a lot that goes into it. Some of these guys end up broke, have to take on a second job. And all these guys are like, oh, well, they make good money. No, they don't. So it's nice to see them get a million dollar shot, which is something I love about PFL. So Lance Palmer was outside. He was so happy on New Year's, bro. He was outside singing, fat guy in a little belt. He had his belt strapped around him. He's just such a good dude, man. And coming out of Team Alpha Male, it's a gym that we've watched grow over the years. We grew up with Lance Palmer, Dulces Benavidez. So it's nice seeing him get the win as well. Unfortunately, he didn't get the finish and went to a unanimous decision, but he destroyed every single round. Tell us about what it was like watching a legend like Lance Palmer go in there and win every round. I'm I'm in the middle of doing a live show. Hold up. Are you still there, bro? Oh, mud on. Bro, you still there? Bro. Bro. Yo, I get a, I get a freaking call from my father, which I love my father. Wrong time to call though, pops. Wrong time to call. Let me try to do this again. General, go back in here. Connect to voice. Yo, can you hear me? I, I got disconnected. My father was trying to call. I had to, I had to scream at my father for a second. Go, go <laughs> rewind. I, I, I just missed 20 seconds of what you said there. Uh, let's go back. Maybe I was saying about uh, uh, the way he was or something. Oh, you were, you were talking about what a nice guy he was. Would you meet him backstage? Oh, yeah, yeah. He stayed. Uh, after the press conference, he was the last guy to talk. So, I mean, he stayed and he talked to that Daniel guy. You know, he talked oh. to him for a couple yeah, you know what, man? Let's talk about, well, first, before we talk about the media members, because that's another one of my favorite part is going to these events and seeing the same people over and over again. Every time it's like a reunion and you start getting to know the fighters more and they feel more comfortable with you. I'm going to ask you a couple more questions before we finish this up. But Andre Harrison, man, he also gets the win via unanimous decision. I mean, a lot of decisions on the night. But, you know, Andre Harrison, man, I got to interview him when he became champion at World Series of Fighting. And I was wondering what was going to happen to him. So it's nice to see him get the win. Unfortunately, another decision. But what did you think about his performance? Uh, he was great also. He, he was facing a, a really, really talented striker. And, I, you know, that guy, a lot of people didn't really know who he was coming into the fight. Uh, I don't remember whether he uh, fight before that. But uh, he's a really, really talented striker. Um, and he came in and threw some unorthodox stuff at Andre Harrison, and uh, Andre Harrison just got, kept getting the takedown and kept dominating on the wrestle. Those New York guys really know how to wrestle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. So, listen, man, afterwards, you were texting me right when the fights ended up, and I was like, listen, you got to go backstage. Uh, somebody's going to show you where to go, and you're going to go for the, the post-fight press conference, which is always really exciting because all the media members that are there, did they have uh, condiments? Did they have coffee? and don't? Because usually they have food for us. What was it like there, and what were you expecting compared to what you got? Yeah, they had all the food there the yeah. entire time. Set up, and then there was the podium with the PFL wall up in the back. Um, 
guess it was just unreal professional in that case too. I mean, the fighters walked in through the back, walked up, they got mic'd up, walked up, and then they kind of just uh, deal the questions from everybody. And man, yeah. after going and dealing with that, do you feel more comfortable moving forward? Like if you were to go to again, because I remember the first time I went uh, to a, a really big show. I left like, oh, I should ask this. Why didn't I think of that? But like in the moment, on the first time, you're just kind of, you're really just taking it all in. You know what I mean? Was it like that for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, like, like you said, I was definitely going to ask questions to see if I could get as much information out of everybody. But I ended up uh, uh, walking backstage and meeting a couple of people on accident because I was trying to find a bathroom. So I just, I didn't know I had nobody to ask at that point where the bathroom was. I didn't want to go walk past the place. So I kind of walked back there and ended up like walking into a couple of different people. Um, I mean, I met mad people that I never would have expected that I would have met just by going there. And I didn't want to be weird and I could take pictures of people and stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a real cool place. I, I ended up, the guy that I was talking to, asking all the questions to, actually works for the PFL, I guess, in like their social media department or something like that. Okay, all right. Watching him. I was watching him on the Photoshop, and he was kind of, like, putting together all the images that we see on Twitter and stuff like that, like, right next to me. Like, this guy beats this guy by knockout and all that, like, in an image, and we see that image from the PFL. I was seeing this guy next to me make those images, like, as the fights go on. So that was sick. I was at, That's the guy I was asking, like, hey, where's the press conferences at? Yeah, yeah, that's a good stuff. That's that's the thing. You you can make so many good connections with all these guys when you go there. And next time you go there, he'll remember you and remember Pure Evil MMA. And it's really cool, like seeing how it all comes together, like how it all works out. I mean, it was so funny. You were talking about you're looking for the bathroom. Uh, when was it? I think it was two years ago, or, or maybe even three years ago. Uh, it was another New Year's Eve. I think it was World Series of Fighting. New yeah, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve World Series of Fighting. Uh, Justin Gaethje, Marlon Morales. Uh, David Branch, all these guys. I stumbled in the back looking for the bathroom. Ali Abdelaziz is right there with a couple of his fights. And Ali Abdelaziz, man, he manages all the, oh, I'd say about 75% of that roster over at PFL. He's uh, one of the main guys that uh, manages those fighters. So it's it's cool being in the mitt, like you're in the storm. You're a part of it. You're a part of the monster, a part of the machine. It, it's, it's, some, it's so unreal, man. So I, I'm really happy that you're able to uh, get credentialed by Pure Evil on the May, man. That means a lot. So tell us about like who you met like media wise, because I was trying to introduce you to Carrie Steller, who uh, works for Inked Magazine, MMA UK, which I used to write for. I was all Daniel. Uh, I was telling you about all these guys know yeah. pure evil MMA, Evil Eddie. Yeah. So uh, what was that like? Yeah, I had a few conversations with Daniel, uh, but I, I didn't. At the time that we were talking, I didn't know that you knew him, so I, I <laughs> we weren't. I, you know, what I'm saying it wasn't like I didn't. He didn't know who I was. We were just talking and stuff. That's hilarious. Uh, seeing Carrie at the end, uh, at the very end in the press conference, because she wasn't who I thought you were talking about, and then I was like, damn, so I don't know what he's talking about, and then at the press conference, she sat right in front of me, and I seen all the tattoos, and I went my phone in the Discord, and I seen the pictures, <laughs> yeah, that's probably her right there, and she sat right next to the other guy, you know, yeah, so Daniel. Like, well, they're probably all friends. Yeah, it's um, it's so funny because I was like, Carrie's there because, dude, I had so many people message me like, where are you? Why are you here? And I was like, oh, no, my, I got one of my writers there. His name is Mike Lynch. So I, I was like sending you photos of people. But I know there's so much going on, man. Do you realize like when you go to these events, you got to give so many people in the media scene credit of what they have to do. You're sitting there trying to do live tweets. You're trying to do live updates. You're trying to take pictures. There's so much going on. It's 
that's what life's all about, man. It's about those moments because you're you're never gonna you're never gonna forget that. That was what one of the uh, biggest highlights so far in your MMA career, obviously, right? So there are a bunch of uh, a bunch of events coming up this year. This year we've just been really spoiled. But you know what? We are going to be in the UFC soon. Bellator, every time they come around, as long as you apply soon enough, you can get us. Shut up! Stop through Z, Oscar. Stop through Z. My dog's over here barking. But man, overall, let's do this before I let you go. What do you rate PFL and in, in your experience? I mean, first off, let me let me go from two different sides. As a viewer, what would you rate the entertainment aspect, the fights? What would you rate it as if you had to go there, buy a ticket, or even watch it on TV? How exciting was PFL 2? 1 out of 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. Like 9, 8 if I'm a viewer. I, I, if anybody sees that card, because you say it was a bad decision, but there was a lot of really good decisions at the end that the wrestling dominated, and then the first, it was one decision to start tonight, and then there was like five straight first round finishes. We were doing the fucking main card before, like, at like 8.30, cause there was like five straight first round finishes. That fight, that fight card was amazing. So I, if, if, as a viewer, like looking at it, and I, I matter of fact, just because that was like the best experience I've had as far as MMA media ever and, and going there, as far as just as a media perspective, I'd have to at least say nine, eight or above. Yeah, and you know what? We got many more memories to make, man. And next time, I'll definitely be there. Uh, so we'll definitely have a ball. Because usually the media members, we all go out afterwards. We have a couple of drinks. I mean, <laughs> you know what it is. Like, you're sitting there. A lot of people don't realize you're there for, like, eight hours. And, dude, I know. I sweat a lot when I'm there. It's 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 a lot that you're doing. It's, it's crazy. But there, there's nothing like it. That's what life's all about. So next time, I'll definitely be joining you. I really appreciate uh I really appreciate you going there. Before we let you go, let me ask you one thing, because after I let you go, I'm going to be talking about Alexander Gustafson versus uh, Anthony Smith. What do you think about that card? Who you got there, Anthony Smith or uh, Gustafson? Uh, Anthony Smith. How do you think it's going to get done? Uh, maybe knockout, third round, third round knockout, maybe. It's going to be an exciting card. I, I can't wait to see it. So we're going to be previewing that right now. Guys, make sure to go check out PureEvilMMA.com and check out Mike Lynch's work. What are some of the other uh, articles that you wrote this this past week? You you usually write an article every other day, it seems, which is which is great. And I, I need more writers like you, man. I really do. All right, so really quick, let me let me scroll down. Yeah, Sergio Pettis versus Cardo. Uh, I did the RDA versus uh, Conor McGregor tweet that was going on. So, guys, check it out, pureevilmma.com. BBQ Pit, uh, you want to give everybody, or Mike, you want to give everybody where they can find you on social media between Twitter and Instagram? Also, big shout out to Daniel Devour, uh, Devore. 
Devour. I like calling her Danielle Devour because it sounds evil. It fits the evil aspect of it. And then we got the barbecue pit. So it's it's like we're we're all uh, in hell. You know what I mean? <laughs> Devour, uh, Evil Eddie, and and the barbecue pit. I mean, it just all fits. Just uh, straight chilling like gangsters in hell. But uh, Mike, I want to thank you so much, man. Enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, uh, I'll talk to you in just a little bit. You know, brother. Appreciate you having me on. All right. God bless. There you guys go. Mikey Lynch checking in on Discord. I really appreciate that. Uh, he was able to fly. He literally flew in. Flew in to Long Island, which I believe his family's from Long Island. And uh, so he was able to like kind of use, use it as an excuse to go visit them. But uh, Long Island, I could see it from the beach. If I go to the beach, I could see it's right there. It's right there. You can take a ferry right across. and uh, Or else if you drive, you have to go all the way through New York. It's a mess. I wasn't feeling good, so at least I had somebody to go there. And, Mike, I want to thank you so much. Let's move on with today's show because there's a lot to talk about. Let me jump into, before we talk about Gustafson versus Anthony Smith, which there's a lot of great fights on this card. Daniel Taymor on this card as well. Tanya Evinger versus Lena Landsberg. Stevie Ray is back. Devin Clark. All right, so you know what? I'm pissed, guys. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm, I'm pretty pretty pissed off about this whole Elias Theodoro news that has been coming out and I've been seeing what a lot of people out there have been saying about Elias and I'm just I'm not having it I'm not happy about it at all you know like I was saying earlier on in the show you got fighters out there who are on the run right now you have fighters on the run you know what let me pull up Elias's page for you guys because he's, you know, he's shown me nothing but respect here on Pure Evil MMA. And a lot of people go, oh, he's a boring fighter. Go in there. Go in the octagon. Tell me how you do against some of the top-level guys. I even had fighters reach out to me like, bro, I love you, but I don't agree with you here. Elias is on a one-fight losing streak after that last loss. He was on, what, three-fight winning streak before that? Now, I know a lot of you guys out there that are listening to the show are, are probably screaming at me. Here we go. Holy shit. Elias has been released. All right. So, Sasha Alexander, who actually is a part of Pure Evil MMA. Let's see if she still has it in her, in her bio. But she is a part of the Pure Evil MMA uh, chat room, which I haven't checked in in a little while. I'm sorry about that. So, she goes, holy-ish, Elias has been released from the UFC. And obviously, she's a girl. So, maybe when she first heard of Elias, I don't want to judge, but. Let's, let's be real. Elias is an attractive guy. He's, an, he's a model. He's a funny dude. He's a pro-cannabis guy. Like I was saying, you got all these doctors out there that are shoving pain pills down everybody's throat. And Elias is coming to the state, coming to the table, saying this is not the way it should be. If a fighter wants to take cannabis to heal and recover, let him do that. Let him have the option to do that. So let's see what let's see what some of you guys were saying on Twitter. Let me pull you in, make this a little bit bigger. Let me see if I can blow this up a little bit. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So you guys can see that are watching home. I love when you guys are watching our big screen, but if you are just listening on your car stereo right now, I will be reading this. It's all right. Nick at Nick underscore Morabito. Nick says, I'm not really surprised. He's a really hard guy to like. Both his personality and fight style. Saw him once at the Drake Hotel and the Aurora of Arrogance was so thick I couldn't even stand being within 10 feet of him. Okay. That is so hard. So hard. 
For anyone that has taught, I bet I can text Elias right now and he would text me back in two seconds. That is so hard to believe. You guys got to remember, these fighters after so they're getting mobbed, they're getting swarmed, they're tired, they're hurt, they got this going on, they got media obligations. Obviously, if you're a fan, it is the right thing to uh, approach them, but you might be viewing it differently. Maybe there, there was something going on in that moment, but I, I could understand why Nick maybe felt this way, but it, it's so far from the truth. Uh, Kenzo, damn. Uh, Taylor James goes, nothing? Nothing. Okay. All right. You, you guys on Twitter. <laughs> and straight to Pam House for... <laughs> All right, you guys, you guys are too much. All right, let's see what else you guys are saying. Crazy thought we got to meet him not even a month ago. Not surprised. Even when he wins, it's pretty boring. Takes zero risk, and his fights always go to the cars. Now, a lot of people out there are also saying that's the reason why they cut him. Because there's so many people that are attacking him saying that his fight style is boring. Here's the issue, though. Go back five, ten years. GSP wasn't the most exciting fighter. There's a lot of champions out there that weren't the most exciting fighters. But they are legends. Anderson Silva had some pretty shitty fights in the past. Him with Damian Maya. Go watch that. Tell me how you can get through it. But yeah, he's considered the GOAT. Go watch uh, John Bones Jones versus OSP. Not the most exciting fight. Still the GOAT. GSP, he's had a bunch of fights that aren't the most entertaining of fights to watch. You guys say he's not, Elias is not on that level. I can understand why you throw that at me. But what is more important this day? Would that fly in the MLB? If a guy is going in there and he's he, he, he's he's getting on base, he's he's running the ball in, he's getting RBIs. If a guy is doing assists in the NBA, assists in soccer, uh getting sacks every game in football. They're not going to go, oh, he has a shitty personality. Oh, I don't like the way he did this. Oh, he, he did that? I don't like that. You're fired. No, this guy, in the UFC, it's turned, and I've talked to so many fighters about this, it's turned into more of the entertainment business than it has for the actual sport of getting, what's more important, entertainment or getting wins? They just hired Ben Askren. How many people out there go, oh, Dana White himself has gone in the past and gone, oh, if I if I want to put my kid to sleep, I'll put on a Ben Askren fight. Okay. Elias, man, you don't deserve this. You don't. He's a funny guy. He's great for the MMA media. He's great. He's entertaining on Twitter. He is so entertaining on Twitter. He lost one fight. I think his record is what, like 13 and 2 or something? 13 and 3? 14 and 3? Just bullshit, man. I, I just, I, I, I was so shocked. And yet, we have guys beating their wives. We have guys cheating on their wives, knocking up other women that have allegedly, allegedly. You have guys out there stealing taxis. You have guys out there that are on the run right now, evading law enforcement. Where's their pink slip? Why is Elias getting a pink slip? Because he lost to Derek Brunson? I would love to see a lot of these people that are complaining go in there and, and be able to do what Elias has done. Bullshit, in my opinion, had an unusual fighting style and mostly decisions. But 16-3 and three or 17-3 and three 
I don't care. Or 17 and 3. And also active on social media. We're, and, and you know what the whole uh, Invicta FC is? The ring boy. The ring card boy. He, come on, guys. His last performance was bad, but fuck. Sorry about that. Releasing him was harsh, says Logan. Sasha agrees for sure. So, you know what? It seems like 60% of the people are for it. 40% of the people are against it. And I, I'm definitely going to be part of that uh, 40% that it, that it's totally against it. You know what? This might be bad. Should I, should I try calling Elias? This might be kind of frowned upon in the media scene. Maybe not the right time. I'm going to text Elias. Let's see what he says here. Maybe he'll call in. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, man, I appreciate everything that he's done for us here at Pure Evil MMA. No, I don't even want to bother him. I'm going to text him after the show, see if he wants to come on and talk about it, because I don't think uh, right now it's just not the right time. But I can only imagine, imagine losing your job. Imagine sitting there and just, you have one bad day. Imagine having one bad day at work, and you get fired. What now? For a lot of these guys, the question is, what now? When you get released from the UFC, yeah, you got a lot of these other promotions like the PFL, like Bellator, on the rise. How much are these guys making? How many times are these guys fighting a year? And I know Dana White's things. If you want to be in the UFC, you got to, this day and age, you got to be entertaining. That's what it is. That's what it is now. But you also have guys that aren't entertaining on social media, but yet they go in there and they get knockouts, but they have no personality. It, it, it's it's a mess. It's just an absolute mess. And I, we need to know what really happened. What's the real reason why Elias got released? Because I, I'm just not having it. I'm not having it. I'm not understanding it. Because if you're going to sit there and tell me that just because his fighting style is not what you want it to be, he's not getting finishes, but yet he's he's got an amazing record. He has an amazing record. That's why you're going to release him. And now he screw his life is pretty much screwed. Once you're in the UFC, it's so much harder. A lot of people say it's easier getting the UFC than it is to stay in the UFC. And I've seen that with my own eyes for a lot of these guys out there. Watching Jose Shorty Torres, the, the struggle that he went through getting into the UFC, and then they delete the entire division. It's crazy. It's crazy. It really is, though. Uh, moving forward, Johnny Walker. Oh, check this out. Johnny Walker, where'd it go? Where'd it go? For those guys listening to the podcast, my screen just went back to my profile page on called for. It looks like Johnny Walker, the uh, machine at the UFC PI Performance Institute, which is which is pretty impressive. Uh, before we talk about Gustus and kind of, you know, in the same weight division, Johnny Walker, man. We have so many fighters this year that I am looking forward to seeing move forward. Johnny Walker being at the top of that list, man. Top of that list. The beat. Versus Brian Ortega. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There are so many fights I'm looking forward to. Too soon, though. Too soon for Johnny Walker. Yeah, he's doing good right now. What happens when he gets to elite level? What happens when you do send him in there against John Jones? Can he live up to the expectation? Can he rise to the occasion? This guy, <laughs> the funniest part is that he didn't even get hurt in the fight. He injured himself after the fight doing the freaking worm. Like that, 
it, it's hilarious, but it's 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 not hilarious at the same time. So my heart goes my heart goes out to them. But uh, there's just so many great fights that we got to look forward to in this upcoming year. Let me look through. Oh yeah, Anthony Johnson also arrested this week on a domestic violence charge. I mean, this is something that we're talking about way too often here. Way too often. Just it's just a, a huge shame, guys. Uh, let's see what else we got in here. Oh, how about Greg Hardy? He's going to be fighting Juan Adams. I think that's who he's fighting. I think I actually have it on the uh, PurityBallMMA.com page. I believe he's going to be fighting Juan Adams next, which is actually taking a step up. 100% taking a step up. Yeah, Juan Adams UFC at Chosen Juan 285. That's a great Juan. That's a that's a great Twitter tag, bro. All right, so it looks like okay. So this is from today. I retweeted it. You guys can check it out. PurityBallMMA.com on the side on the sidebar, and I also do tweets of the week, which is up at the top. If you are checking in on your cell phone, uh, that's one way to wake up from a nap. Location sent. Sign up, bitch. UFC San Antonio heavyweight. Now get me my effing check mark. Oh, he's still not even verified. How crazy is that? Still not verified. Uh, so. He act, there's pictures below that. Let me show you guys. Let me bring you in. If you are watching on here, let me bring you in. Make this a little bit bigger for you. How about 300%? How's that do it? So let's see. Scroll at the bottom. And if you could see it, but you're not going to be able to see it now. Hey, mud on. He actually sent in the, uh, he signed the contract to fight Greg Hardy. This is a guy. This also pisses me off. You're gonna release, you're gonna release Elias, but hire a guy that is known worldwide, not just in the sport of mixed martial arts, known in the NFL on ESPN especially for beating his wife, getting arrested for beating his wife severely, severely, and you want to give him a second shot in the UFC. Come on. And then, and then there's actually good guys out there that treat people right. That show respect for the sport. That promote the sport. That try to actually make change for the sport. Try to help the sport. Not go against the UFC. Not going against the UFC at all. He's not stealing cash. He's not beating his wife. He's not knocking girls up and saying that that baby don't look like me. Say that baby don't look like me. Not Elias, man. But yeah, Greg Hardy. Let's praise him. Let's give him the co-main event spot. That gets the evil eye of the week. That, that's a new segment. The evil eye of the week goes to the UFC for dropping Elias but giving Greg Hardy a co event spot. Dun, dun, dun. Evil eye of the week. We need sound effects and everything for that. That would be great. We're going to have to do that every episode now. Evil eye of the week goes to you, Dana White. You, UFC. It's just not right, man. It's just not right. No one, no one deserves that. No one deserves that. But yet you wanna, you wanna praise this other guy. Okay, let's make sense of that. Let's, let's make sense of that. It just, it just really gets under my skin. All right, let's go into the UFC card that is coming up this week, this weekend, which I'm gonna be doing predictions right now. Alexander Gustin versus Anthony Smith. Very hard. 
for me to go in there right now and give you guys my exact prediction because if you've been listening to Period of MMA for a while now, you know that I like getting that. I'm more of an empath when it comes to this kind of stuff. But I like to see where the fighter's mindset's at the week of. I like to see what they look like during the weigh-ins, how the weight cut goes. We don't even know if they're going to fight yet. We don't know if they're, they're going through a shitty weight cut. We don't know what's really going on. But I'll tell you what. I feel like Anthony Smith, and, and don't take this wrong. If Gustin ends up hearing this on a clip, don't take this wrong. I feel like Anthony Smith is the hunger guy. I feel like Anthony Smith has more to win. Because you know what? Gustafson, I love Gustafson, man. Let's 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 be real. I love Gustafson. What he was able to do these past couple of years, even after that first loss to John Bones Jones. Because if you go back to that first fight with John Jones, he pushed the pace the entire fight. We finally had a guy with the same length. He was able to cut corners. He was able to really piss off John Jones in that fight. It really gave him a run for his money. And we were able to see what kind of a fighter John Jones was, what kind of a champion John Jones was. But not only that, what kind of a fighter Alexander Gustafson is and what he has to bring in the future moving forward. Now, he did get the rematch. I didn't pick Gustafson. I picked John Jones. But right now, Gustafson, man, if he loses this fight, I don't know why, but I have a feeling that he might walk away. I don't, I don't want to say that. I'm not going to say he should retire because he definitely shouldn't. He's still one of the best. I think he is ranked like number, what, one in the light heavyweight division right now? 18-5 record. Anthony uh, Lionheart Smith, 31-14 record. Five losses his entire career. Two of them from John Jones. One from D.C. Best in the world, man. Look what he did to Glover Teixeira. I just rewatched that fight. The way that he was able to, those uppercuts, man. I think that's going to be a big part of this fight. The way that Gustin is able to cut corners, utilize the uppercut. I also do, I don't, I don't, I don't think this fight's going to end. I, I, I do, I really think this fight's going to go to a decision. I think it's going to be an all-out war. I think you're definitely going to get your money's worth, which is not on pay-per-view. I believe it's just a fight night card. Saturday, uh, June 1st. ESPN Plus. In Sweden. It's in Sweden, guys. Wow. Oh, and here's the catch, though. Oh, I hate when, I hate this. I hate this more than anything. 10 a.m. Card starts at 10 a.m., which means it's probably going to start even earlier. Hold on. Let's check it on my phone. Let's see what it's got. All right, so uh, the main card's probably going to start about 1 p.m., 1 p.m., 3 p.m. on the West Coast, or 3 p.m. on the East Coast, 1 p.m. on the, hold on, what am I talking about here? Let me make sure I get this right before you guys jump down my throat on Twitter. All right, so the main card going down 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern time. That's what we got going on here. And you know what, guys? I just, it's so hard for me. And let me know if you agree. I mean, maybe I'm spoiled here being on the East Coast. I know you guys overseas always yell at me, but like, no, you guys are catered to card after card, event after event. And we got to stay up till five in the morning sometimes. And the media guys, they got to stay up till five, six, seven in the morning, watch the sunrise doing live updates. I, I do feel bad for you. I do feel bad for you there. But you know what? 
hard for me to get hard, hard to make a man motivated at 10 a.m. to watch a fight. I mean, it's a little. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous to say, isn't it? It's always a good time to watch a fight. Don't matter what time of the day. Matter of fact, <laughs> about 10 years ago, I was driving through the city. I think it was like 7:30 in the morning. I watched this <laughs> this guy all strung out walk across the road, get popped by this dude, stumbled back, got popped again, head snapped back, fell down, tried getting back up, gets popped again, collapses. Guy literally takes his wallet, walks away. There was a baby, no joke, there was a baby. Three-year-old kid in a diaper, no shirt on, middle of the summer. This is New Haven for you. Third most dangerous state in America per capita. I'm just, I, I literally stopped my car. Me and my ex-girlfriend stopped the car. It was probably like five, five years ago. And there's just a baby on the side of the road. Baby goes up to the kid and took what was on the ground. I could, it was literally... I wish I could call my ex, don't want to, don't want to, but I swear on my life, I swear on my girlfriend who passed away, I swear on us, I swear on the, I swear on this entire show, this is 100% the truth, a baby ran up and took, <laughs> and took the guys, what, what, I don't know what it was that fell, but he, he trotted over, and he looked around, and he took whatever that guy ripped out of his pockets, because obviously, what happened was, it must have been a drug deal going wrong, or he owed him money, showed up again, was still short. Something crazy like that had to happen. Or maybe he just got robbed, but I'll tell you what, this guy was definitely a, a dope head. And the other guy looked like he had a little bit too much money to be in the era that he was in. Let me put it that way. And the era that that was in is now condemned across the New Haven uh, train station uh, because of the activities that were going on there. I was dropping my, I'm innocent, I was dropping my girlfriend off at the train station. But it, it was just so hilarious. The guy, 30 seconds later, gets up. Because me and my girl didn't even think it was real. Kid gets up, stumbles, takes three steps, falls forward. Like his head is still spun. He got messed up. Three steps. He just he got up. He was just stumbling back to his Jeep that was on the other side of the parkway. Something I've never seen before. Something I've never. I don't know why I brought the why, why did I bring this guy? Why did, why, did, why did you even bring that up? It was just it was just a funny story. But uh what the hell? Why did why did I bring that up? I'm gonna re-listen this podcast. I'm gonna be like, oh, I'm a freaking idiot. But <laughs> all right, let me make my prediction. I think Gustin's gonna take this fight uh three rounds to two. Special oh, man, because Gustin, he he starts with a, a fast pace, man, and he gets looser and he starts. This is going to be interesting. And this is why I have Houston Alexander coming on. But I am taking Alexander Gustin. I'm going to do another breakdown, look a little bit deeper. I'm having Houston Alexander on the show later on in the week to break this down for you guys a little bit better. But that that's that's just how I see it. That's that's my vibe there. We also got Volkan Ozdemir versus Alir Tifi. This is great. Jimmy Manua versus Alexander Rachik Rakchik. Look, we got Chris Fishgold on the card. Let's see, Daniel Timor. Here, here, let me end on this one. You know, I, there's a couple more on here. Daniel Timor, man, not getting the credit this guy deserves, man. Six and three record. You guys remember him as the guy on Ultimate Fighter Season 22 was, you bet they'll bring a change of underwears because I'm going to, he said something so stupid. But his Muay Thai skills are so on point. What he was able to do to Lando Venata that time was the proving ground for me. What is it? Who was his last opponent? 
that he recently just beat. Let me bring you guys in here to see this a little bit better as well. Yeah, that doesn't do it. Let me see. I'm going to click on Daniel Timor. And he's actually got a brother. Or am I thinking of David Timor? Is, da is Daniel the little brother? I think this is the little brother, actually. Because David Timor is the older brother. That would make more sense to me right now. Kid Dynamo. Okay, this is the little brother. Still excited. Oh, okay. He's on three-fight losing streak, so I'm glad I clicked on this. This is the little brother. A three-fight losing streak. Oh, but let's get rid of Elias Theodoro. Our one-fight losing streak. Either way. Also on this card, Tanya Evinger. We'll see what he can do. I'm sure usually if a guy's on a three-fight losing streak in the UFC, they get the, the pink slip right then and there. You don't, you don't see guys on a three-fight losing streak with uh, another chance, but clearly the UFC sees something in him. So, uh, man, he's he's got his back up against the wall, and that's the most dangerous thing to fight a guy with his back up against the wall. Let me tell you, I mean, all these guys have their back up against the wall. He's going up against Sung Bin Joe. Looks like the double champ somewhere, but we'll see what happens there. All right, Tanya Evinger versus Lena Landsberg. I'm really looking forward to that fight as well. Tanya Evinger kind of on a rough skid. She was the Invicta FC champion. She ends up taking a step up, fighting Chris Cyborg. Did a lot better than a lot of the girls have been able to do. Tanya Evinger is, what, what are people calling her? The uh, the hillbilly zombie or, something, or the, the, the zombie soccer mom, they were calling her. She just kept coming forward. You know what? I, I love her. I love her personality. She's a hilarious uh, girl. What she stands for in the UFC is amazing. Her entire journey getting to the UFC, it's great to finally have her there. But Lena Landsberg also, what, what do they call her? The, uh, the the elbow queen. I even tried getting Lena on the show, but her English isn't, uh, isn't the best. I reached out to her manager, so uh, I've been trying and trying for you guys. That's going to be a good fight. That's a fight that makes sense. Tanya Evinger with Lena Landsberg. Let's see. And Lena Landsberg, man, she's had some bloody fights before in the past. So keep your eye on that if you're going to be watching this card. If I had to pick, though, I'd, I'd, I'd go 70% for Tanya, 30% for Lena. I want to give Lena a little bit more pull there. But Tanya, man, she's got the experience. And I think she has what it takes to uh, get the win over Lena Landsberg. Also on this card, Stevie Ray back in action. First, Leonardo Santos, 16-3, fighting out of Brazil. This would be a great fight as well. Nick Hine versus Frank Camacho. Who else? Devin Clark on here versus Darko Stasic. That about does it. I mean, a lot of guys from overseas. But it, this is a legit card. If it's on ESPN Plus, it's in the morning. Definitely worth the time of day. Especially what makes these cards even better is when you don't have a fight card the week before. Because now you got a lot of people that are hungry, that want to see a UFC card. They don't even care who's on it. As long as you got a strong headliner, coming event, as long as the main card's pretty thick. And here's another thing I really wish the UFC would change. And let me know what you guys think about this. Why is it that on these cards, the talent is spread so far out? I mean, I wish Tanya Evinger was on the main card. Why isn't, let's, let's see, who was I saying was on this card? I already forgot. Tanya Evinger should be up there. Devin Clark should be up there. Daniel Tamer, shit, throw him up there. Stevie Ray, throw him up there. But Jimmy Manua versus uh, Ratchik. Volkan Ozmir versus Al 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 Latifi. 
Alexander Dustin, Anthony Smith, great card. If I got to rate this, I'm going to give this, for a potential of an exciting card, it's usually the cards that you don't expect much from that end up delivering. Remember that. Because you'll see, if you're a new MMA fan, and you're looking at this card, like, I don't know that guy. I don't know this Watch. Because some of these names on here might put on an amazing performance, and next time they fight, you're going to damn well know their, their name. And a lot of these cards deliver. Sometimes it's, it's the best cards that, stale, that are stale. I've seen that happen way too many times. So let me know what you guys think. And like I said, we're going to have Alex, uh, Houston Alexander on the show this week to break this card down just a little bit more. I feel like there was something else I want to talk to you guys about. Oh, BKFC, Arden Lavov for Paulie Malinaji. Did you guys see Paulie Malinaji spit in Arden's face? That is really messed up. Now, it would be something if they talked about this beforehand, like, because both these guys, they know what it is. I mean, Arden coming from Connor's camp. I mean, both these guys, they know what it is. You got to be entertaining, especially at BKFC. After what we saw last time when they tried they tried docking the pay of one of the fighters because he wasn't putting on an entertaining fight. That says all you need to know about this promotion. They expect 100%. They want you to push forward, go out there. And after that last, one of the best fights of the year, Artem Labov versus Jason Knight. Best fight uh, we've seen all year in BKFC. History. I mean, they're only what five cards deep. Then we saw our girl Misfit Ferrer on the card. Give her to Beck. Beck has an upcoming fight, but oh, I want to see that fight so bad. How do you how do you not match that fight up? You have to be out of your mind not to want to see that fight. You have two. You have a rising star in Misfit. How do you not give her the shot? She should be your number one priority, in my opinion. Misfit Ferrer should be the number one priority. See, if Beck's your number one, Misfit's number two, man. And you should be investing into that girl. Especially with the people she trains with. She trains with some of the best. In, she's in the same camp as Kevin Lee. Trains right alongside Kevin Lee. You need to invest in that. You need to invest in that. So I would, I would love to see her back in Invicta. But PKFC, that's where she belongs. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say it right now, guys. She's taking the gold from Beck. She's taking the gold from Beck. Yell at me if you want. I think BKFC is scared. I think BKFC is scared that their poster child actually has legit competition. Now, if you jump at me and say, no, no, what are you talking about? Look at what Misfit was able to do to Britain Hart compared to what Beck was able to do to her. Beck couldn't finish her. Misfit finished her in the first round, made her a bloody mess. That's the second evil eye of the week. Going to BKFC. Get it done. These fighters know their worth. And in any promotion, I've heard this from so many fighters, every promotion should realize it takes two. The fighters and the promotion should be should have the same respect for one another. No one is up here because that's when shit goes bad. When a promotion thinks they are better than the fighters, that's when it gets bad. When these guys aren't getting paid the money that they deserve, that's when it gets bad. Artem versus Pauly Malinov. Maybe they don't have millions and millions of dollars. But you have a rising star like Misfit Ferrer. You, you pay her because the fans want to see her. The fans are getting to know who she is. They're familiar with her now. They want to see her get back in there. There is a momentum building in everyone's mind of wondering, oh, what would happen if she went in there against, against Beck? 
give her a name that the fans in BKFC know. A fighter that is winning in BKFC. That's what we want. Eli of the week number two goes to BKFC. Your poster goal will be fine. So always be Beck Rollins. But if you want entertainment like you asked for, it's there. It's there. It's there. Get it done. Because how shitty would it be if, listen, if she, if Beck loses this next fight, who even knows who Beck's fighting next? Do you? Guys, give me a thumbs up if you don't know. Give me a heart here on Periscope if you don't know who Beck's fighting next. Imagine if she loses to a girl nobody knows. But imagine if she loses to a girl that people actually could see beating her. A girl that is actually making your promotion better by getting finishes in the first. A female. A, a female. That's huge. You know how many girls are looking up to Misfit? Just the name itself. You know how many girls out there feel like Misfits? Especially in Muay Thai, in MMA, and bare knuckle boxing. This girl, what she stands for, her championship mentality. She's also, not that this matters, but it does. She's also bisexual or a lesbian. That is huge. Do you know how much support is behind that? My generation is not like my father's generation, my grandfather's generation. Our generation, the millennials, we, we are changing so much between the marijuana law, gay marriage law, Amanda Nunes, the first UFC lesbian champion. How do you not get behind that? I think Mr. Ferrer could be a bigger star than Beck Rollins is. Yeah, Beck has the past, the history with UFC. And no dish on Beck. Misfit needs Beck. But I also think that Beck needs Misfit. And I think that BKFC needs Misfit and Beck to fight. Let me know what you guys think about that. Let me know in a comment down below. Give me a thumbs up if you are down for that. Subscribe down below. I don't think there's much left to say here on this episode of Pure Evil MMA. Let me check really quick on my Instagram page if there was anything else I really wanted to talk about with you guys. Uh, because there, there has been a lot going on in the MMA scene. And uh, what about Ben Askren or Tori Masvidal? I mean, there are so many fights coming up, guys, that I'm looking forward to. Let me just look really quick and give you guys a rundown of what we can expect coming up in the UFC uh, as, we, as, we move as we move further on in June itself, June, July, August. I mean, okay. Actually, I think I posted a picture here. Yeah, here we go. Some of the fights coming up. Jones, John Bones Jones versus Santos. Amanda Nunes versus Holly Holm, UFC 239. Or wait, I think that got canceled. Uh, Maswell versus Askren. Francis Ngannou versus JDS. That is going to be crazy. That is, you don't want to miss that. That's also UFC 239. Uh, Juan Blockwitz versus Luke Rockhold, UFC 239. Diego Sanchez versus Michael Chiesa. UFC 239, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's a gift from the MMA gods. That's what that is. It's exactly what that is. Let's see, I think there was a, another one that I posted of a bunch of upcoming fights that we can look forward to as well. Oh, shout out to Paige Van Zant as well with uh, her with her shoot that she just did. 
Uh, all right, so that does it for Pure Evil MMA episode number 223. Let me let you guys know what I'm into uh, this upcoming week here. CES is going down. CES 56. John Gotti the third, which I've been helping out uh, a lot of his, a lot of his uh, friends, uh, Damien and Chicky, Damien We just actually went out to interview Slick from A Bronx Tale, one of my favorite movies of all time. Every Italian's top two favorite movie, top five, falls in the top five. And we, we discussed this. The reason why it's not more of a well-known movie or respected as a gangster film, because it's a gangster film, is because there's not much bloodshed in the movie. There is, but there's not much violence. It's more of a story of growing up in that area and what it's like uh, being a kid, being a, a, around all the, the dons. Being around that 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 time, and you know what, Slick, his name's uh, Boriello, Patrick Boriello, great guy, great guy. His father was actually the bodyguard for John Gotti Senior. Got uh, shot and killed right outside in front of the house, and he actually watched that happen. And a year later, he was in a Bronx tale. I think he was six years old. You guys might remember his famous line in that movie, which I will not repeat because it's just not acceptable to stay in age. But hearing his story was amazing. So I went out there with Damien Chicky uh, last weekend to Manhattan. So beautiful. We went to his old stomping ground, his old neighborhood. He shared stories of growing up, what it was like, what it was like being around that kind of atmosphere, the, the family, and, you know, even being in the movie and, and being in the, in the school as, you know, the only white kid. I grew up in a in an area as the only white kid until I moved out of here, until my mom got a better job and I was able to get out of the city. Now I'm back, but, hey, I feel more comfortable in the city. I won't lie. It's weird. When you, when you grow up in the city, going out to the middle of the woods, you, you're just kind of like, ooh, totally different kind of people. Completely different kind of people. But, uh. Check out the story. Damon and Chicky's YouTube page is up there. I filmed, I edited the entire thing, so you're gonna you're gonna feel that comfort of the pure evil MMA touch when you go and watch that. Between the opening intro to all the editing, it's it's like one of my vlogs, and I think I did a, a top two one of my favorite things I've ever been a part of, easily. So there's a lot going on there. And those guys are just hilarious. I consider them my family at this point. They've been, really been there for me. DamienandChicky.com, guys. Check out their uh, YouTube channel, but also on Instagram. So hilarious. The skits they do. You guys, I even shared it on my YouTube channel. Uh, when I was in one of the skits where I get whacked, I uh, I edited and uh, put that whole thing together as well. They did the story, but I, I acted in it and I edited it. So uh, it's just a lot of fun, man. You, you guys know how I am with life. Those are things that count. Feeling alive. You Doing this show makes, makes me feel alive. There's nothing better. Because every day we're going to deal with this. We're going to deal with that. You've got you know, a, a relationship you're dealing with. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. And that's a relationship. you gotta, you got to stick together. It's, it's very hard to fight. No matter what it is. You walk. You wake up in the morning. You walk outside. You step in, in, in dog poop. You go to work. You get yelled at your boss. These are the moments that I love sharing with you guys. MMA has saved my life. This journey has been so exciting. This year has been amazing. Starting the website. You guys got to, I, I sent one of my writers to Long Island. He got accepted to PFL. So thank you, Mike Lynch, for that. That really means a lot. It was awesome hearing him check in. 
and uh, I really like giving you guys my view on how I feel about some of the some of the news coming out. One thing that really pissed me off was the Elias Theodoro thing. I'm not down with it, man. I'm just not down with it. He's such a good person. But yeah, Greg Hardy, Cowboy Oliver. You got all these people doing bad things. It's a lot of bad things. <laughs> but hey, I guess that's God's plan, right? There's something in the future that Elias is gonna do down the road, even bigger. And you may not realize it now, but there's always something down the road that is in store for you. And I, Elias is one of those people that you don't even have to second guess that. So Elias, I wanna wish you the best of luck moving forward. Uh, with your career, not just as a mixed martial artist, but as a model, as, as a role model, as an advocate for fighters to stop having prescription opiates shoved down their throat. Why? why? There, there's been so much education on that. There's been pharmacies getting sued. But hey, they say the good die young, right? That's just the way it is. Guys, I'm Ebladdy from Pure Evil MMA, pureevilmma.com. Check it out for all the latest MMA news, podcasts, interviews. We got Houston Alexander this week. We got a bunch of interviews this week. Like I said, CES coming up. I got a, I got a ton of fighters that are going to be joining me. Uh, also, Ryan Fight is coming up June 9th. June 9th, I will be at Foxwoods if you want to come out and say what up to Ebladdy. Take a picture with me. Uh, if you want to buy merch, I got the merch link down below here or at pureevilmma.com. You can order some merch. Represent. How cool would that be? going to an MMA event, rocking a Pure Evil MMA shirt, and you see somebody else that listen to the show. Guys, we've been trending on iTunes, 20 out of 20, uh, thousands and thousands of downloads a week on iTunes. I appreciate that so much. You have no idea. You have no idea, guys. With that being said, Evil Eddie, PureEvilMMA.com, White Milk Castellan. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. Save yourselves.